And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. Wembley awaits for City after they finally beat Southampton at the third attempt this season. And while the scoreline was emphatic heading into the international break, did the performance do what we wanted to ease the nerves ahead of the final run-in? Welcome to this week's Why Always Us. This is your Manchester City podcast from The Athletic. I'm David Booney. With me is Sam Lee. Hi, Sam. Hello. Um, we'll get into all the uh, the nuts and bolts of the of the game at, um, at St Mary's shortly um but it's i'm feeling the nerves already and i know you're not a city fan but can you sense it from the outside as well yeah um but i've kind of i mean look i've I've obviously i've got a bit more distance from it a lot more distance but i've kind of just like just embrace it baby like it's gonna happen (laughs) no no that's not how it works it's gonna be it's gonna be like it's gonna be it's gonna be mad um it's a bit like you know we always said in 2018 19 everyone will look back and go oh that was good wasn't it and uh, anybody who remembers it but no it wasn't it was horrible and to be fair, I still think people know that was horrible. And this is going to be horrible, I think. But ultimately, I don't know. Maybe City have made it look so easy over the last few years, and particularly last season. It was just inevitable they were going to win the league and then focus on the Champions League. And then obviously the final didn't go their way. But it was all kind of easy and straightforward. And that's been the case for a couple of the titles. Um, but this is how they're, you know, they're often won this way. And if, if you're going to try and win every trophy and staying them all to the end this is how it's going to be and yeah I mean I'm, I mean can you actually imagine if it was Liverpool four times in a row it not just would it have been like it just wouldn't have been good in any way would it it just would have been too much I couldn't have done it I, I honestly it would have been too I, much it would have like, been phone from off from a fan's point of view yeah. from a writer's point of view from talking about it, what I mean what could you even do about it but Atletico Madrid is yeah not simple it's, it's not own simple. challenges yeah and like like so you've got a completely different game and then completely different game and then back to a completely different game and then the other completely different game in 12 days um manchester madrid wembley it's gonna be it's gonna be horrible slash great yeah. i'm looking forward to it though with that with that distance that i'm looking to have yeah i'm not really if i'm honest but here we are um, but look obviously I, I want city to win all four of those games and all the ones around it but um yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. Um, if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can read all of our articles on City as well as everything else on the site. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod. Right now, you can sign up for a special price of just £1 a month for six months. So go and do that. Just go to theathletic.com forward slash mancitypod. Um, just to, kind of with that running in mind, Sam, that's coming up. Um, we said uh, either last week or the week before um, that the... That the games leading up to the, to the international break would give us a good barometer for uh, kind of where City are at. Um, while the yeah. scoreline was good at St Mary's, I'm not really sure the performance put my worries for the run into bed. No, they, they were bad for a lot of it. Or hmm, a lot of it, uh, like the, the chunk maybe 15, 20 minutes before half-time like accelerated towards half-time in terms of how Badly, they managed it, and then for five minutes after half time, which obviously you think, oh god, what's going on? But then like, overall, I think the first fifteen twenty minutes was was fine, and then obviously from the penalty and the, and the second goal, certainly onwards after that, that it was all, it was all fine after that. But yeah, like if you know, I, I kind of said last week it was a free hit, and I mean, obviously it's not a free hit because if you lose, you're out of the FA Cup, and nobody wants that. But in terms of telling us where they're at, if they had of not won the game at the end of 90 minutes. It was like, okay, well, it's not a problem for the title race, but we'll, we'll have an opportunity to see where they are. So the 4-1 win, yeah, there was... I was so annoyed. Like, if any, I don't know if any, how many people would have listened to Radio Manchester when I was doing the commentary yesterday, but I was so annoyed with how they conceded the goal. And I was, I was glad that De Bruyne mentioned it as well, because I was like, am I being harsh? But uh, it was just like... Cause, Cancelo kept giving the ball away, didn't he? And yeah. it was that kind of thing. Guardiola's thing about patience and not, not trying to rush it. And Sterling did it quite a bit as well. But it was like, don't you don't have to like try that killer ball into midfield. Like, 
I don't know. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this was the plan against Southampton. It was look, okay, they, it's really difficult to get the ball out there. So once you've got it as a fullback, play that ball into Grealish dropping off or whatever it may be. Yeah. But Cancelo tried it so often when it was like just come back inside and and just like just be that be play that patient game like they did in the first half against Palace. Yeah. Oh, I've got I've but got De Bruyne quote. They just, kept, um, just kept doing it. Yeah, yeah. Let's play De Bruyne on it. Well, you, you, you can. You can say De Bruyne, I can't. You know, yeah, uh, so like, he, he spoke to uh, Match of the Day afterwards um, and uh, it, it was basically the, the, the gist of the question was uh, along the lines of uh, 4-1 win, you know, you scored a penalty, you're off to Wembley, everything's going well, isn't it? Um, yeah. And his answer was just, it, like, it, it just completely batted that away because uh, he said, I think the first 20 minutes and the last half an hour we did well. In between, we made too many stupid mistakes and even with the 1-1, we should just play it out. There's 30 seconds to go and we made a mistake but I think the reaction was really good because they played well but I think the second half we dominated and did much better I think the first 20 to 25 minutes we did well and after we made too many stupid mistakes we chose the wrong options and Southampton came back into the game not a lot was said uh, he was asked if anything was said at half time he says not a lot was said uh, but we had to play better and I think we did that um and I, I think it's, I, I think it's a really, I mean, first off, De Bruyne is quite blunt anyway. He's quite, you know, if something's on his mind, he'll say it. Um, and I think it's quite telling that uh, that was how he approached the the kind of the post match interview after the game. And then Guardiola did pretty much the same thing in the press conference. Um, this is this is Guardiola speaking, uh, basically asked for his reaction of the game. This is what he said. I think we make a good 25, 30 minutes. The last 15 minutes for the quality they press and the intensity they do, we forgot to play. We didn't have the courage to ask the ball and... And even in tough situations, try to don't lose it. But even in easy ones, we lost it because we were not able to, to have the personality to play. The second half was a little bit completely different, except the first minutes. And uh, we played much, much, much better. After it's a tight game, I was in the Premier League games against Southampton for the quality they have. So they're incredible, well organized. They provoke you to play frontal balls. In the frontal balls, they are so aggressive. And of course, they have a good. A good build-up, but after two-one, uh, second half we were much better. We played more in their own side, and at the end the quality from field and react did the difference. Um, I, I mean, the, the first thing I want to say on that, uh, Sam, is that I love the phrase uh, "a little bit completely different." Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than that, I mean, the, I, it's kind of telling, isn't it? Because there's, there's, I'm fairly sure De Bruyne and Guardiola haven't spoken to each other after the game and kind of coordinated that. No. The fact that the fact no, that exactly, they have both no. realised the same thing. Yeah, well, of course, they they know what they're supposed to do. They know the problems. And I'm sure they could have spoken to any of the players. Whether they would have said it or not is a different matter. But I'm sure they would have known that it wasn't. So I'm, try- I'm trying to think, actually. I thought at halftime, when I was kind of analysing it on the radio yesterday, it wasn't too... Like, I was thinking it's, it's, it's not too bad, actually. I know I said they were bad for about 20 minutes. I, I think Southampton just actually just came into it better, which in fact is just what Pep said there, wasn't it, for their quality. Southampton came back into the game well for all the reasons that they caused City problems in the two Premier League games. The, the reason I was so annoyed was just because I was able to see the game out now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, that whole me, preamp- me my preamble there of talking about Cancelo giving the ball away, because they just kept rushing it, even in those easy situations which Guardiola mentioned. And I, I, So I remember there was Stefan, I think, he took a fairly comfortable save, kind of fielded it high up, and then one of those where dropped down to his knees, and I was like, "Right, this is what you need now. Just take the sting out of it." But then he got back up and I like, rolled it straight out to Rodri, and I'm like, "Right, it's okay. Is that because they made it so hard all game to get the ball to Rodri, and in the previous two games? So did he take the opportunity to get because it, it was on? Yeah, and then that's yeah because it's on, and also because is that the personality to play that the Pep wants? You know, if it's on, okay." We're one nil up, but we still go for it. You know, that thinking. So he did that. And then I think, I can't remember what became of it, but basically I think they lost it, but got away with it and ended, ended up going back to Stefan again. And I was like, right, this time, take the sting out of it. But he, he rolled it straight out to Rodri even quicker. Rodri gave it to Cancelo. Cancelo tried to pass it into midfield, lost it again. And then that's where the goal came from. And I was just like, was like what are you doing? Like, Because I, I remember saying, it's not like Southampton are really, really banging the door down. But I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if one of these loose balls ends up just falling in their favour. All City need to do is just get through to half time. And it was like, okay, there's two minutes added on now. So just just manage it. 
and they managed it horrifically. It's so- funny. It's funny because I remember um, as the the ball ended up in Southampton possession on the halfway line, and they were knocking it between the centre backs at that point. Um, and it was it, I remember looking at the clock, and it said something like forty six fifteen, and like plus two. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, well, there's 45 seconds left. There isn't, right. there isn't another chance in this half now. That's it. City see these, City see this situation out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very unusual. I mean, look, we, we've we've dedicated what 10 minutes already to talking about how bad that was. <laughs> so basically, so like, so Southampton were good for 15, 20 minutes. Like especially, like especially good. It was kind of City lost the ball, but Southampton were doing well. That period just before half time, the two minutes of added time were, were shambles, as far as I'm concerned. And then I think City were legitimately bad. They were worse in terms of that shambolic last two minutes. They were worse for the first five or six minutes of the second half. And then it was fine again. Yeah. So, And the other thing about what De Bruyne said was, he, the rest of his answers were like, yeah, but after that, you know, we played much better, controlled the game. And I suppose it kind of depends on what you're like as a person. Is it... I suppose, yeah. So in terms of where the team are at, I don't I don't know. like Because they, they were poor for a bit of it. and and you And you start doing that thing where you go, well, if they do that against Liverpool or they do that against Atletico Madrid or if they play this way against, it's not Wolves anymore because that Wolves game's now been moved, but even yeah. now Burnley, you know, for example, give the ball away stupidly. Like You're just thinking, you can't afford to do that. But on the, So you worry. But on the flip side, this is a team that gave them a lot of problems and they, in, like on the day and obviously in the two previous games and City couldn't beat them in the two league games. Um, but they did. They did manage to overcome it and, and sc- and score four in the end, um, which was basically a bit like the Sporting Lisbon away first half, which was just down to being clinical more than much other things. Um, not the I, penalty, it was I definitely a penalty, but it was one of those yeah. that did sit your favour, didn't it? It was like, oh, that that that's really helped that penalty. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I want to play this as well from Guardiola because he was also asked because uh, he he himself said that um, that he didn't sense that the personality was there for those spells in the in in the first half, um, and he, he was then asked. You know why it wasn't there, and he said this. We want to try, but the opponent sometimes they they are good. So at the end of the goal, we concede the goal at the end of the first half. But we could concede before, and he played the way we played the last 15 minutes. We had conceded in the second half, so it was just a consequence of what happened in the last 10, 15 minutes. And we are a decent team if we never forget to play. We have to play in other circumstances. So and uh, and when that happened, and the opponent. I give credit to them. It's not because they don't want it. Sometimes it's difficult, I understand. But we have always to try to do it. And what, what that made me think of, Sam, was do you remember how we were really impressed with the way that City played through the pressure and accepted the pressure at Anfield? And yeah. I, I, I just I can't help but kind of compare that game with this this FA Cup Southampton game because Southampton were really they were they were working really hard to cut mm. down City's options on the ball when they when it was in the back four, and I, I remember thinking the, about the same thing about the Anfield game because there's so much so much of that Anfield game I remember being really really stressed about how City <laughs> was still <laughs> taking yeah still taking that um, that that really risky pass pinging it into. Kind of Rodri's feet into Cancelo's feet into I can't remember the, which centre backs played, but it, it was probably Laporte and Diaz, was it? Um, but you know, actually, you know, really putting them under pressure, but keeping the ball and playing through uh, Liverpool's press. And I remember thinking the same thing against Southampton on uh, on Sunday. They were doing the very same things, pushing that that ball around the back four. But that pass to Rodri wasn't on, and that pa- that kind of like the next pass wasn't on all the time. And the kind of the old school football fan in me was thinking, this is very, very dangerous. We need to get rid of it. And I know that's not what Guardiola wants. I know the I know he wants them to accept that pressure, find the space and find the pass. And it just it kind of it kind of opened my eyes a little bit to again this this run that's coming up in the next couple of weeks with um the two Liverpool games where it's gonna be like that again. They're gonna be under that pressure again. And so I'm just wondering how much of the FA Cup game on Sunday was kind of a a good experience to come through because of that. Yeah, I think I can't remember what at what point in the game I thought this and said again said this um, as we were going through. But I was like the last the last bit of the game when you know when the game was up, I was like, I felt more like a training exercise for City where Southampton had dialed back their pressure a bit. And, you know, City were able to play through it, and I was like, you know what? I was like, the whole game has been like a training exercise, but like actually a really difficult one, in the sense that it's like I'm sure Guardiola, if he could get that intensity in the training game, I don't know if we once a week or once a month, 
just to get his players used to playing out from that, it would do them a lot of a lot of good. And I suppose the other thing as well that I wanted to say in terms of you know, if you look at the positive the positivity side of it and you know, scoring the four goals and overcoming those problems to win the match, you've also got the fact that he did make changes for the game. And you would imagine, because given he was going to make those subs uh, at one all before the penalty was given, and he still made them after the penalty was scored, because he was obviously like, well, we need to change something here because we're not playing particularly well. He was, It was Foden and Mahrez, and obviously Bernardo was on the bench as well. He's clearly thinking, going to need these lads yeah. after the international break. Um, so, and you, like, the thing is with Mahrez, so Algeria have got a World Cup playoff against Cameroon over two legs. So Mahrez is going to play 180 minutes if he's you know, if he's fit. So you kind of got to give him the break. Um, Bernardo probably going to play for Portugal. Foden not so much. You know, you wouldn't have thought Foden would play both England friendlies just because I don't think he's. I mean, I would say he should be, but I don't think he's a, he's a guaranteed starter at the minute for England. But also, there'd be so many changes, but you know, for friendlies, not England friendlies alike anyway. But it's just, I think it's just a way to kind of manage those minutes ahead of time because, and we'll get onto that run of four games. But I, I feel, I mean, I, I have broken it down into those four games, but, but um, got Burnley beforehand, and it's just, it's all these decisions about who do you rest and where, and when, when do you play at a high tempo, and when do you, when do you say, okay, we can dial it back a bit, and when do you say, okay, we really can't afford to dial it back a bit. When you've got four games like that, and let's say if like the best thing in the world for City would be to win the first leg against Atletico Madrid like three or four nil. Yeah. And then you're laughing ahead of the second leg. Absolutely laughing because you can kind of rest them. Have a bit of a rest after Liverpool and a rest before Liverpool and and everything works out. But if it's tight and you've got to go to Madrid and need a result, like at what point do you say, well, you can't play because you might get injured or you can't play because you're not your best and you, you, you start rotating the squad. But then is there a problem because is it like last season when he bring in Raheem Sterling and like Gabriel Jesus and you think, yeah, we play these guys and they should get us through. But when you think about Chelsea last season in the FA Cup, they played those guys. It wasn't enough. Like, yeah, it was nowhere near know. enough. So it's it's all about like, the squad management element of it, for me, is is absolutely key. But not just for City, for Liverpool. Like, can can, can City win those four games in a row and, and Burnley? Yes. Like, have, have they got the quality for those five games? Yeah. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. It reminds me of that Guardiola press conference a few years ago. Do you remember? It was kind of, everyone had kind of gone into it, kind of doom and gloom. Like, press, obviously, because it was a press conference. But I think it kind of reflected probably what a lot of fans were thinking. I can't remember the run of games. But Guardiola was talking. He was like, everybody keeps saying, what if we lose? So what if we win? I feel a bit like that. I feel a bit like, you know, oh God, it's Liverpool in the semi-final. Nobody wants that. And oh, it's really difficult. And it, it will be bloody difficult. But City can do it. Yeah. But on, and on the same token, so I think Liverpool have got Watford. Then they've got Benfica and, and City and Benfica and City. And they'll probably be thinking and will probably thinking as well, look, can they can they beat Benfica comfortably in the first leg and rest people for the second? That's certainly within their grasp. And I tweeted it last night and people were like, like basically thought I was taking the piss. But three days after the FA Cup semi-final, Liverpool have got United at home. And then a few days after that, they've got Everton away. And okay, United and Everton are shit. Like, we can say that, or we can go, oh, they're not very good. And look, do I expect United to get even a point in Anfield? I really, really don't. Do I expect Everton to, to get anything against Liverpool at Goodison? Oh, possibly a battling draw there, possibly. But, and that, that that's all those games in kind of isolation. But when you add them all up, you know, how knackered do you think Liverpool are going to be after playing City twice? Like, even if the Benfica games go quite well, they are going to be knackered. They are going to have to use their squad. And their squad is a bit stronger now, obviously, with Jota and, and Diaz. They've got more options in there. And they've got more options in midfield as well now. And they could even play Simicast at left back. And he's not a major downgrade on Robertson, I don't think. So they have got more squad depth there. But they're going to be really pushed to their limit as well. But kind of on the flip side of that, after the big run for City, they've got Brighton at home. And then they've got Newcastle at home on the Wednesday and the Saturday, I think it is. And you think... Guardiola is going to have to rest players there. That'll be, you know, that might be a, a Fernandinho afternoon or a Fernandinho evening. And you're taking that that calculated risk that you have to take because let's, I mean, let's say Rodri and Bernardo and I don't know, Foden and Diaz, maybe, I don't probably not Diaz because he's coming back from the injury, but people play four games in a row or maybe even five with Burnley. Um, 
they're, they're going to need a rest. Or maybe even the FA Cup, it comes to the FA Cup and Liverpool and City both make changes. Yeah, That's quite possible. But then for that Brighton game, you kind of take that risk of, okay, we'll make a few changes here. We'll try and get through it at home. And Guardiola will probably be like, look, win, lose or draw in all those games, no matter how well they've gone. Guardiola will probably be like, look, we need our fans to come on this Wednesday night against Brighton and cheer us on for a big game. Because he knows, he knows Brighton are a good side. I, I'd say I'm more confident when City play Brighton, despite the fact that Brighton are really good. Than I would be if they play, you know, Southampton or Palace. You know, Brighton can cause problems, but I think City got their number. And then Newcastle, yeah, okay, they're, they're on a bit of a bounce at the minute. But again, that that's a nice little relief for City if you compare that to the kind of emotion and the big game focus and demands that Liverpool have got with with United and Everton. And I, I'm not here to really say, oh, look, this team's got the upper hand or that team's got the upper hand. I'm, what I'm trying to say is it's going to be bloody difficult. Yeah, for both. And I wrote an article over the weekend thinking back to how Guardiola's managed his team in similar runs in, in recent years. And you go back to, well, well I suppose I, you go back to 17, 18, really. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to go back to eighteen nineteen because of the obvious. Oh, yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. Yeah, the obvious comparison. But uh, I mean, here's a worry for that run of games. Then um, Guardiola had leeway in one match in the run in in twenty eighteen nineteen, and he lost it because it was Spurs away in the uh, Champions League first leg. Is there any argument that he might do the same? He might he might use the leeway in the first leg, keep it tight with the knowledge that the second leg is there. But the thing is, I think that was predicated on. The second legs at the Etihad, and there was away goals. Yeah. So it was keep it tight, try and nick it, obviously. And again, this is where the margins come into it. So if you think about that game, and if we just throw forward quickly to last season, um, rotated the team against Leeds because he had to, and they lost, but they battered Leeds. Like, the I like, shouldn't have lost that game, but it happened. But then you just think, God, if that's the margins at this time of year, then it's just, it's just difficult, isn't it? Like, it's difficult, but we know that City are really good. So. It's a challenge they'll be prepared for and they've gone through before. But the point is, it is going to be difficult. So yeah, in terms of that Spurs thing, I think the thing is, like I said earlier, the best thing would be, and obviously this is best thing in just the ideal situation, who wouldn't want this? But to wrap up the game, the tie after the first leg, but I don't think Guardiola would ever tell his players to go out there and really you know, push as if you know, it's the last, it's the second leg, and you've got to come down from, got to come back from like a two goal deficit because you've got the risk of the counter attack. You're playing open, you're yeah. rushing, you know, your you, 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 you moves are falling apart, you're getting counter attacked on. He won't want that. I won't, I don't think he'll want it to be especially tight, but I think he'll, he'll approach the game properly. And by that, I mean, he's not going to be rushed into doing something that could jeopardize the Champions League for the sake of planning for Liverpool. Yeah, I think it has yeah. to be. This is a game we have to win, and Saturday is a game we're going to have to win. And there'll be a bit of sports science to dictate who's ready for that and who isn't. But it's a kind of all we're thinking about. Look, you can tell the how the press conference is going to go now. They'll be like, "Look, hi Pep, is there is there any danger of you know keeping one eye on the Liverpool game at the weekend?" And look, there will be. I'm sure there will be. But he will say, and the, I would imagine the approach will generally be factored around. All we're thinking about is Atletico Madrid and how best to beat them and beat them in a way that is safe and kind of sustainable and you know do, doesn't backfire. Yeah. I don't think they're going to fly out of the traps and try and score four goals. They're just going to do their normal process. And you know, if it's if it's the last ten minutes and it's nil nil, okay, try you know go for goals, but 
nothing like stupid. Palace yeah. of the night. He's not going to bring not going to bring subs on. Don't be stupid. Like okay, maybe he does bring a sub on, but he's not going to risk conceding a goal and throwing everything up in the air to try and get an advantage that would make the Liverpool game or the second Liverpool game easier. It's just going to be we can only manage this game as well as we can. And I know I'm really going down the rabbit hole of these four games. I I think it's absolutely fascinating how well, it, how they're all going to be managed. And yeah, so we go back to that. It kind of Spurs compares, years ago, it, it but was, it also kind of compares to that Liverpool uh, doubleheader in the Champions League in seventeen eighteen because um, the way that the first leg was lost meant that, like in in like, like you kind of a lot of people um, blamed the because it was the United defeat in the middle of that, wasn't it, where they could have yeah. won the title against United, um, and a lot of people blamed that his squad his squad rotation for that with a focus on trying to get the get trying to recover yeah. the three 0 deficit in the midweek um yeah. is the reason why City didn't go on and win the title that day. But they were two 0 yeah. up. They missed a hatful of chances. It, like the the team selection was fine. They shouldn't have lost that United game. It yeah. it is it's it such sense. a yeah, it's such right. a knife and edge. Does, does it not make sense? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to do it. But then, then kind of like you, you then kind of throw forward to that Spurs game, and you go, well, okay, well, this time he tried to keep things tight. So, like, like it, it almost says to me that whatever he tries, like if it doesn't go right, he can't win. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just, it's yeah. just really unlucky. So there's, there's another example, but like, so, so in terms of that Spurs game, keep it compact, play for a nil-nil or nick a one-nil. Obviously, Aguero missed a penalty, Son scored, fine. But you will need to keep players fresh for Palace. Went to Palace, won great obviously that was vital in the title race it turned out um obviously the logic of this of the spurs champions league game as well was okay second games at the etihad fly out the traps get them there and we don't need to go over that mad game again <laughs> and then obviously but then the beauty of this team in terms of like their stamina and their ability to pick themselves up to to play spurs again with a strong like with a strong team a couple of changes made and to beat them you know that that should bode well for for all i'm trying to, i'm not trying to come on here and say you should be really worried about these four games because there's going to be drop points. I think Liverpool and well, whether it's points or competitions, I don't think both Liverpool and City can win all of those games. Whether we're talking four games, five games, six games, and I tweeted this earlier. Christ, if they do, this isn't how it works. But just give them the trophies now because it would be phenomenal for any, for either team to win all that. It's just going to be so difficult. But then it's just it's like the fine margins that are so interesting. Like City could have easily gone through against Spurs. And they could have beat Palace and they could have beat Spurs in the league. And that would have been fine. But just it just didn't quite happen. They could have easily beat Leeds in that run last season between the Dortmund games. But it didn't happen. But then they had they had to change because they got back late from Dortmund. The players were knackered. And they played a, a different team against Chelsea, didn't they? They lost. And they, they lost in the FA Cup semi-final. And you just think, this is, this is exactly the same situation now. But then there was the other one later in the season when they had PSG. So they had PSG. Did they have PSG? And then Spurs in the League Cup, and then PSG again. No, they had Spurs in the League Cup, so they won the League Cup final. Then played PSG, then played Palace again. Actually, last season, but with a completely different team. But won anyway. But with a completely different team, and then they played PSG and they beat them again. So you can just see in that there will have to be a time where the, there's changes made to the team, or they somehow, let's say, they make a completely. They have a changed team against Burnley. They somehow, I don't even know if this is possible, they push through those four games as a big block with as few changes as possible and then they play Brighton and, and Newcastle maybe or certainly Brighton with a completely changed team. But it's going to come at some point. And you know, that there will be a lineup posted on Twitter an hour before one of these big games and everyone's going, what the fuck, Bernardo's on the bench, Foden should be playing, I don't like this midfield, where's Diaz? And it's like, it has to happen. Like, yeah. It has to happen. I don't. I, maybe he can play the four games in a row, and maybe City get through them great. And then you think, right, brilliant. And then he picks a team against Brighton, and everyone's shitting themselves. But it has to happen. Like, there's no way, there's no way he can pick a strong team for every game, and it just go and it just go well. It it, it can't happen like that. Maybe it'll go well, but there'll have to be rotation. But it'd be the same for Liverpool. That Salah didn't start against Arsenal the other night. Klopp's probably got one eye on what on what's coming up as well. It it's. It's the same, and they've got Watford at home, so they might be able to to make those changes beforehand as well. But this, it's going to be absolutely fascinating how it goes, and I, I like I am really looking forward to it. Um, it is going to be horrible, and like, <laughs> like, like the, obviously well, the, 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 what, thought what, of, the thought of Liverpool coming through it with the treble st- with quadru- quadruple still on is absolutely rank. But obviously, the thought of City's going no, actually, we're gonna we're gonna beat you twice and and knock you out of this. Then, 
yeah, obviously that's that's the beauty of football, isn't it? It's it's but it's kind of the ultimate highs and lows on offer this season. I tweeted last night because uh, what what I think to put my finger on what's annoying me about it is uh, the jeopardy of it all because you feel like uh, a defeat in any one like we'll take the Atletico tie as a tie and so like not defeat in one of the legs but defeat in the tie overall. Um, mm. So you've got three ties there and uh, defeat in in any one of them. Almost well, in two of them, it knocks you out of the competition. In one of the other, and the other one, it, it kind of puts a real problem for uh, the run-in. Then, um, so any any defeat there suddenly feels like a punch to the gut. But then, say you come through and you win all four matches. Like it's yeah. still no guarantee of anything. <laughs> that's that, that's what's annoying yeah, yeah, me about. Yeah, this is it. this is it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I, I, whenever I've so I've done two articles on similar themes because I mean, what else can you possibly talk about at this point after the Champions League draw and after the Southampton game yesterday and the Liverpool draw? What what could you possibly talk about? But but this and yeah, that's the thing. It's like you go through all this and it's like right, okay, we've got a semi final now against Chelsea or or Real Madrid, and then. What, I, don't, I don't even know what the games would be around the Champions League semi-finals. I can't. I can't think what those matches would be. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 absolutely wild, isn't it? Um, but that, but that's that's yeah, it is. It's so good. But then you kind of look ahead to. It's the same for Liverpool as well. If we're talking about the Premier League, but also the Champions League, if, if they get through and play, you you would hope Bayern Munich. Then that's kind of around. I think they got Spurs at home or something like that. So it's it, it's again you've got they're gonna they're gonna have these runs and it's not, you can't just really separate the four games. For, from City's point of view, I think with Liverpool it's six because I think you have to add on United and, and Everton because of the the emotions of those games. They're big games. They need to do it. And Klopp again, Klopp might rest players and Liverpool fans are going, "What are you doing? It's United or it's Everton. You know we can't afford to do it." And maybe they get through, or maybe they don't. Like. These is where this is where football squads get pushed, and like if we were simul- simulating these games or playing them on FIFA or asking me in a one-off, saying, "Will Liverpool can will Liverpool win this game?" I'd be like, "Yes, they can. Can they win this game? Yes, they can." And same for City. But then you put it all together, and they all the ins and outs, and you just think, "No, they can't." But like you say, talking about all the results there, and then they have to go and do it again in in May, basically for the semi-finals, and then the, you know if they get to the FA Cup final, the Champions League final, it's going to be absolutely mad. Like if we think April's mad, May could be even bigger yeah. Um, and that's even, that's really difficult to fathom but in terms of like dropping points and stuff you think imagine it went like this win the first leg against Atletico beat Liverpool lose the second leg against Atletico still go through draw with Liverpool after 90 minutes beat them on penalties suddenly you've dropped you drop games there but none of them matter because you, you've yeah. still got what yeah. you need <laughs> like it could go like that or you, you know they could play you know Guardiola could play Fernandinho against Liverpool in the FA Cup and you know, there'd be a kind of not uproar on Twitter, but they'd be like, "Oh God, I don't know if he can handle this." I think you'd probably say justifiable, understandable concern about Fernandinho playing against Liverpool. Um, certainly, for more than an hour, I think based on he's had some really good performances, and also some where you just think, not not you know, Looking he's obviously age. not yeah. the player he was. And then he may, may, you know, maybe it's a completely different team. Maybe I wouldn't play Stefan, by the way. If we're going to go back to the Southampton game, you made some well, good I, saves. I, I was going to say, I've, I've, I've basically for this show, I've chucked out all the stuff that, I, that I'd prepared yeah, on the Southampton yeah, game because we we kind of got we got sucked into the rabbit hole. But I did want but, to talk about so, Stefan yeah. um, because uh, I mean, I I couldn't decide at the end of the game if he was looking shaky or if he just had no options when he had the ball at his feet because there was there mm, was the the time yeah. when uh, there was a couple of times when I thought he needed to be quicker off his line. The goal was one of them. Um, if he was quicker off his line, I think he just gets the ball instead of instead of it um, instead of having to shepherd the forward wide. Um, and there was a couple of times where uh, Rodri knocked it back and it looked short. And I'm thinking if Edison was in goal, Edison's probably about 10 yards further forward. So that means that that pass doesn't look short. Yeah. And then suddenly Stefan's having to rush out to it and he's, you know, he's there, yeah. they're quite late. And then the options are less because, you know, there's uh, Southampton have had time to, you know, move around and get into position, that sort of thing. And then there was yeah. the the one in the second half where he, he got caught. He had, he had the ball um, at his feet and it was, it, it was, the, his clearance was blocked. And so I couldn't decide if he was looking shaky through all of that or if the fact that he was making a few good saves and trying to handle the pressure was actually all right. Yeah, so, I mean, you've you've gone over a lot of elements of his performance there. And, like, I, you know, he made some good saves and arguably made better saves than, than Edison would have or could have. But, yeah, for the goal. But, I mean, I think you can just sum it up in two words, really. Edison's better. Edison's yeah. better. Play, play Edison. 
And like, if, if you're going to get pressed by Liverpool, which you'd imagine, even if they have to make changes as well for that game at Wembley. And you talked about the game Anfield, and which was wonderful. It was just a great game. The playing through the pressure, Edison. Get Edison clipping the balls out to Carl Walker or, or Cancelo or whoever it is. Was it Edison Ed, at it Anfield that dribbled it along the goal line? Yeah, I, seem I, to rem- so. I seem to remember one where he took a touch and it just rolled on the goal line and he just went, oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. all right, I'll, I'll play it out. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's got to play. He's got to play. I mean, I, there's, I don't... We're talking about the demands of the squad and, you know, can Bernardo play four or five games in a row of that intensity? Even Bernardo, probably not. Can can Edison? I think so. I think so. So he should. Um, but yes, um, the thing with Stefan was he made those good saves, but I was I was just really annoyed with how he just threw the ball out so quickly. And again, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I, I could easily just say, I could speak for five minutes about, oh, what an idiot, should have kept it. Edison wouldn't have done that. He'd have a cooler head, he'd know what to do. But, you know, Guardiola maybe said, look, if you can get the ball to Rodri, do it. So he might have just been following orders. I'm open yeah. to that. But it did it did annoy me. And you say, yeah, the distribution wasn't great. And if you're going to need anything from a goalkeeper against Liverpool, people would say, yeah, stop the shots. I'll take the point. But, it, you know, it's distribution. So... I can't remember where where we got to in 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 this in terms of this rabbit hole, but it it I find it absolutely fascinating. Well, let me let me kind of reopen the rabbit hole with uh, this because Michael Richards was asked after the game uh, on BBC One how many trophies of the three City was still in that he thinks they can win, and his answer was two, but I won't say which ones. Um, well, I mean that no, that works if it's like if you say oh, between Harland and Kieran Tierney and Declan Rice. Who are they going to sign? And he goes, I think they'll get two. And it's like, oh, what do you know? But you know, he knows fucking. He doesn't know anything well, more he, than the rest he, of us. I would say he can't, he can't predict the future, can he? That's the thing. But um, I, I kind of wonder how much of. I hate, I hate boiling it down. If you win two trophies, you'd be laughing. If you yeah, win yeah. two trophies now, shake your hand. Thanks very much. Yeah, all day long. But I'm, I kind of, I, I, I can't really decide uh, how much. I, I hate using the phrase, uh, kind of like crunch week, on it, like the season comes down to this week because all that happens is if City come through this week and they're still in all, all competitions, it just moves that week to another week. Well, that's, um, that's the thing. Like you've, all, you've almost got that situation where it's like there were no winners. Obviously, yeah. you, you win and you go through. Um, but you just have to do it again. But you can lose if you're out yeah. in the Champions League and you lose to Liverpool, then it's not over. But yeah, big trouble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. In terms of the trophies, yeah. Um, gosh, if City was to win two trophies, you'd be you'd be delighted with that. I, I was driving back from from the game with 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 John yesterday at goal, and he was like, he goes, oh, you know, what I'd take now. He goes, City win the league and Bayern win the Champions League. I'd love that. Like, I'd take. I was like, who wouldn't? I was like, what do you mean? Like, if it means Liverpool don't win the Champions League, which, you know, I suppose if Liverpool fans listen to this thinking, fuck me, they're obsessed with us. But I'm sorry, I just don't really want... Well, it's a quadruple thing. So this is... I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I suppose here we are. Like, if if Liverpool were to win the quadruple, I'm sorry to kind of speak that into existence. But I was thinking, like, so you've got the thing where United have been crap for 10 years and they've just seen City and Liverpool be much better and that must be galling or whatever. And... if Liverpool to win the quadruple, and from a United perspective, you'd be like, "Well, we're this is horrible because we're a shambles and they're doing this." But from a City point of view, you'd be like, "How the fuck has this happened? We're better than them." Yeah. How are they one for? It would just and, and like from my point of view as like a City writer, what would I be writing two or three times a week over the summer and and around that? Oh yeah, well, City are trying to sign so and so, or they're trying to do this, and next year they can do this, and Guardiola said this, and here's an interview with so and so. It's it just you just like you might as well just fucking knock it on the head. Like if that happens, it's Armageddon. So yeah, like that. So yeah, to to come back to John saying City win the league and Bayern win the Champions League. So yeah, he'd be delighted with that. But obviously, I'm sure there's City fans going, "No, what are you talking about? Can win both." And to come back to Michael Richard saying he thinks they'll win two trophies be a great outcome I think almost I'm tempted to say as long as one's the Premier League no I'm not even tempted to say that if City came away with the Champions League and the FA Cup I think it's been a good season um, you can't say it's, it's not I think because as much as uh, well, especially if let- they like let's say they finish second to Liverpool by like a point or two yeah. which would be galling but it's a bit like Liverpool in 1819 they finished just behind Liverpool just behind City they did really well kind of they had that wobble in like January which cost them or whenever it was maybe February as well but they pushed City all the way. Then he won the Champions League. Can't really argue with that. That was a great season. They're just not quite as great in the league. Um, and if yeah, if City were in the same situation, you'd go annoying. Certainly that they were so far clear and had a wobble whenever it may be. But if they finish close to Liverpool and they're second, and they win the FA Cup and the Champions League, 
you'd be like, that was a phenomenal effort, you know, for a team without a striker. Yeah. I think what scares me most is that they end up winning nothing. Just just because of, yeah. of, of how good yeah, they have been how? this season. How how it's yeah, ended yeah, yeah. up in that situation, I don't know. And like like I, I, I take the point as well about um Liverpool and the quadruple because I, I I always say no to this request. I get I get this request a lot of times uh through you know, various different um, podcasts or various different uh, radio shows, they always seem to want to do the debate, uh, who is better, Guardiola or Klopp. And I always say no to doing that debate because I don't see the point in having that discussion. But I think my feelings on it are pretty clear. You look at the trophy hall that both of the two two teams have had over that time. They've both had, um, they've both had a, a very good period of success, but... Yeah. You know, Liverpool have won a league title alongside uh, City winning, what is it now uh, for Guardiola, three league titles. Um, this would be his fourth, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. along, alongside all of that, Guardiola's been sweeping up the League Cup and, uh, OK, he's had one FA Cup in that time. But it's like there's... He's been he's he's not been doing it at the expense of other competitions. And I just think it would be absolutely galling for him to come away. And having, having had this plan for so long to balance all the competitions and try and win them all... Um, for it to kind of fall the way it's fallen this season, if they end up winning, I know, nothing, but there's, there's, win a lot. I, can't, I don't. That's another, what I'm scared of. There is, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and and that's the thing. Like City have they've been in a situation where obviously a couple of years ago was just a mess, really, wasn't it? Nineteen twenty. Mm. Other than that, they've been in this situation where they do manage it so well. And like, okay, like so so unlucky with that Spurs game. Because when they won the domestic treble, they could have so easily at least got to the Champions League final that year. But okay, and this is, so just to go back to Liverpool's quadruple for a minute. The reason it's so bloody difficult, even the treble. Obviously, they've got that in the bag. But the treble, so from City's point of view, we've talked about how all these games you, they're going to drop a game at some point, surely. Like whether it's City or whether it's Liverpool, it would be a phenomenal effort to do it. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of. In terms of City and yeah, the plan to, to win everything and go for everything, there is a conversation to be had, but it's one of those things where you need to kind of have it as a roundtable, sensible discussion, um, good faith, because what approach would you want your manager to take? Would you want him to try and win every trophy, every yeah. game? Yes, you would. You cannot fault Guardiola for that. I can, just in this kind of worst case scenario, the, and we'll go back to best case in a minute or even just like reasonable case if it gets to the point where City don't win anything like you were just saying there would be a bit of a conversation in terms of like it's yeah it's so difficult because you can't fault a manager who goes for everything I don't, think you, can, like, I, I don't think you can sacrifice you, uh, I, I don't think you can, you can say can, you should have sacrificed the cup competition to do better in the no, league I don't think you can but do it's, it. just, but it's, yeah you can't say that exactly but also if you do try and go for everything and it hampers your chances of winning everything. It's a bit of an, a paradox, isn't it? Yeah, like that, I did. that's what I mean. Like there's an in, there is an interesting conversation to be had there in terms of if they didn't have, let's say if they look, let's say if they didn't have the FA Cup semi final, they'd got knocked out ages ago against whoever. Wouldn't be such a bad. In fact, it would still be bad. They still have Wolves away that weekend. Yeah. So okay, fine. It'll be horrible anyway. But okay, but you still got Wolves to Wolves away probably now an evening game midweek. That'll be horrible as well at some point. So, yeah, it's just it's just one of those. It's if you want to if you want to try and win all these things, you have to go for it. But like I say, that's worst case scenario. Like, okay, maybe they don't win anything. But again, what if they win it all? Or what if they win league and Champions League? Yeah, I did think last season was pretty much the case in point of why a quadruple was not possible. Um, just because obviously. City played one game fewer than the maximum they could have played last season um, because they didn't make the FA Cup final. Um, and I think I, I genuinely thought that if, if City, with their resources and the way that they've been managed this season, can't do it, uh, then surely nobody can. And that's I think that's what I find the most galling, if anything else, the, the potential for it happening. Um, just one final question then uh, in terms of, of, of the title race for this week, Sam. Um I'm interested how much you think uh, the 1819 uh, title could be important for for this season because ultimately uh, City have experience of having one yeah, of these yeah, tight exactly. title races and coming out on top and you look at the number of players that were in that 1819 team that are still there there's a good number of them so how much how much yeah. does that, how much how much does that lived experience help you I think it helps and I think it also helps us in terms of the discussion so you know, when I've written about and I've just talked at length about how it's going to be so difficult, and at some point you're going to drop points, probably, or drop a game over those four or five games when you just can't be full throttle. You can't pick your best eleven every time. But 
like it's just how it is. That is how it is. I'm not I'm not trying to tell people right like expect the worst here because it's just an impossible situation. It's not impossible. It's just really difficult. But can they do it? Yeah, because they already have. Um or at least against Spurs, they've done it to an extent where where they got knocked out by Spurs, but in the most kind of remarkable, unfortunate circumstances over the two legs of if if you think about the penalty miss as well, you think that as difficult as all that was, and as difficult as it will all be coming up, they have done it. They have lived through it. And like I said, even though they did they did go out against Spurs, to then rally themselves and play Spurs again and beat them in a huge game for the league a few days later in an early kickoff is great for them, for their experience, for their belief. Um, you, we know they've got the right approach. They, we know that they'll be approaching every game with the right mentality. We know, we know they've got the kind of the sports science behind it. I actually wrote an article earlier in the season about how you know teams and specifically City would face a week when they had um, Chelsea, PSG and Liverpool away You know, in terms of how the sports science works and all that. We know they've got great support and facilities there. And the, the players that should be in the right frame of mind, you would imagine, you know, they've won enough. And yeah, and part, part of that experience of winning enough and playing enough and doing enough goes back to, to 18, 19. And that's kind of what I would, I would say as well to anyone listening or anyone, anyone reading my articles. It's going to be bloody difficult. I'm trying to put into context how difficult it will be. Um, and maybe how we have to kind of, we do have to get used to the idea that it's quite possible that one game at least isn't going to go well. But it's not, you know, it's not, Coventry City playing these four games, you know it's it's uh, you know I would say that I would say the best team around. So that, and that and that goes go back to what I said at the start. Embrace it, bring it on. Yeah. Like it could be, it, oh, it could be terrible. I, it could be amazing. It could, it could be you know these could be the best days of your lives. This could be, you know, we could be looking at the next the next Aguero moment. Well, this is the, the, I mean, yeah. Um, I, I, this is this is this is my thing. Maybe maybe. Um, when I, I always I asked last night on Twitter, is this supposed to isn't this supposed to be fun? And maybe yeah. it's fun after the fact. Yeah, that's of that, that's it. Maybe maybe that maybe the actual doing of it is not fun, but maybe the having done it is. How do other fans of big clubs relish these games and these runs? I do think maybe it's just the the the, the specific city fans that I know, and maybe it's it's my own kind of thought, thoughts and feelings. But I do feel like. Not so much pessimism, but it's that kind of gallows humour, isn't it, with City fans, I would say. I think that's probably the best way of putting it. Yeah. I think everybody takes that in the spirit it's intended when I say that. But I, and, I, and I said recently, I was like, the problem with that is it feels like Liverpool fans are just u- uber confident that they're going to beat anybody. But we had a Q&A on The Athletic at the, on Friday for the Champions League draw. And there was a lot of Liverpool fans on it. And a couple of them mentioned like playing City or whatever. And I, I replied, I was like, is there any, if, I was, if any Liverpool fans are reading this, like, would you actually want to play City loads of times? Like, do you want to play City as often as possible? And they were like, oh, God, no. So it's it's kind of like, it's, it is the same. Like, this is what I'm trying to put forward as well. Like, we maybe got this point of view of, our oh, City aren't playing that well. Um, missing chances, not that clinical or whatever. Liverpool are this big bogeyman that, you know, can have two chances and, you know, Salah scores on both and, they, you know, he skins everyone to do it or he puts it on in from 30 yards or whatever and he just think it's just the worst possible opponent going. But, like, Liverpool will have that kind of combination of fear and respect for City too, as well as the confidence in their own game that they can go and play and win. But, I mean, I think City have been better than Liverpool in their head-to-heads for a few years now. But, again, it just comes down to who's going to do it, so... We'll find out. I mean, a trip down to Wembley. I, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing now as I'm looking through Twitter as we do this. And there are no trains whatsoever. People yeah, will be more aware zero. of this. But no trains whatsoever on the Saturday. Or the Sunday. What's There's no, tra- no trains No trains that weekend at all. What's all that about? How? Like, What's happened? It's uh, it's planned maintenance work or something like that. They uh, can you run plan it? Uh, well, that's that's the thing. There's <laughs> because there's there's um I, I think City and Liverpool fans are uh, getting together to try and uh, lobby for a change of venue, which one is to try. It's never going to happen. Be, it should be allowed, but, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, because um, I mean I, I I'm not a big fan of Wembley semi-finals anyway. I think I think semi-finals should be on neutral yeah, venues same. elsewhere. But that's a that's a discussion for a whole other podcast. I think. Um, it's get, I mean, it would have to be Old Trafford, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I could, I could go for the Etihad as well if they fancied that. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, yeah, just do the Etihad. Yeah. Um, 
and you know if they need a replay they could maybe do it at old trafford yeah um, who knows? yeah no i don't know um it's 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 ridiculous that like it, it was it was I, I looked for trains maybe i looked too late but i looked for trains to southampton on like friday night or something and the, there was one direct train and it left a half one in the afternoon and they got there at like six i was yeah. like that's good isn't it yeah. and the, the other trains were like 180 quid or maybe more than 200 quid three changes five and a half hours what what is this what yeah. is this experience well done everyone it's uh not ideal is it yeah i've just i've just seen the tweet right now actually yeah engineering work taking place at various locations between london Euston, and milton Keynes central closing all lines good there are further works taking place on the west coast main line throughout the easter weekend causing further alterations to trains no trains to london Euston whatsoever good liverpool lime street will terminate uh, at rugby it's not even close rugby's <laughs> Just down the road from where I'm from, Manchester Piccadilly trains will start terminate at Milton Keynes Central and run via Stoke-on-Trent. At least Milton Keynes is a bit ballpark, isn't it? You could probably get a train to direct to Wembley or something. Probably get a train to somewhere on the tube network, couldn't you? That's the thing. Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. But I mean... Not not (laughs) ideal. That's the... Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, it's one of those where... The, the rail network, I suppose, would have had to do that in advance. And I'm sure if we had somebody on from the rail network, you know, being married to someone who works in kind of logistics and stuff, there's probably somebody there saying, look, there's no other way we could po- we could possibly do this. It's just very bad luck. But the thing is here, it should be the, the FA say, well, look, all right, we'll, move, we'll move it or we'll move the date or whatever. But it's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. Um, Sam, I've got a feeling with it being the international break, we might carry on this sort of discussion for uh, for next week. So I'm going to pause it there. Um, that's the end of this week's Why Always Us. Thanks as ever to Sam Lee. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll reinforce this message as we get to. God, there's going to be one after Burnley, isn't there? And then the mad the madness will start. But the message is, I mean, I'm, I can't tell you to enjoy it, but if I've got a message, it's that City, I'm sure City will. I'm sure the players will. I'm sure Pep will. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Don't forget, you can sign up to Athletic right now for just £1 a month for six months. Just use the code MANCITYPOD. The Athletic.